uh, things from the all folks. sorts of things. What have you been looking just at? Just like lately? us. I've been uh, getting so there's these uh, things that have been going viral a lot lately. Uh, screenshots of people. <laughs> viral videos. Have you heard of these things? <laughs> you guys heard of Vine? <laughs> a lot of TikToks on the internet lately. I thought we'd do something like that. I just started watching Ray William Johnson. I want to do something similar to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been looking at. There's a lot of uh, screenshots that have been going viral of like people telling off their boss, right? Yeah. Because they go, uh, they go, hey, I, I can't come into work today, and then their boss is like, I never valued you as an employee. Yeah, and, as uh, you know, classic boss sh- stuff. Yeah, well, we've they, all had bosses. They before. find out that their boss doesn't value them, and they're like, uh, "Whoa, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go work somewhere else." So you didn't mean it when you said "good job" the other day. <laughs> I'm gonna go find a different job where the boss does, the boss does value you. They say because that exists, and so I thought in solidarity with our working class brethren, uh, we would. Uh, Call into our boss at the Comedy Here Often Podcast Network, and we would tell him we'd say we'll say what's up. We'll let him know that he needs to appreciate our work. Yeah, and he needs to work within our schedule. This is a risky intro bit. No, we're gonna. I thought we'd do it because <laughs> we have to be working class. He might not answer. <laughs> That would be how I know he really doesn't value my Yeah, that, that's going to be a big problem if he doesn't answer. All right, well, there we have it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> our boss won't even take our yeah. calls. Are we sponsored by comedy here often? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like we might not seems be. Seems like we might not be. <laughs> So uh, Spotify, we're now going to be accepting offers. We're free agents. Yeah, uh, Joe Rogan's going to sign us. Yeah, now. We're, I want to get signed by Joe Rogan. I want to get signed by Joe Rogan through Spotify. Through Spotify. I don't know how I feel about this intro bit. Yeah, we might have to do one of the other ones. I uh, no, I mean this is just making me sad that our boss doesn't even value enough to. I scheduled this call. <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> fucked up part. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, oh, Dan from Comedy Here Often, the CEO. I'm, I'm uh, feeling sick today. I don't think I can come into the podcast. Uh, who is this? It's, uh, it's the, uh, one of your top podcast creators, uh, Brad Semituk, here with my co-host, <laughs> Kian Beatty. <laughs> Brendan Sheehan. Sheehan? Is that right? Is that how you say it? I never knew. No, it's Kean. We've met before. Sheehan, yeah, right, Sheehan. Um, okay, listen, Brendan Sheehan. Uh, I, I didn't even know you guys were with the network anymore, so we need to dig off. Tell you what, take them all off. I couldn't possibly care less. <laughs> well, uh, well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm not coming in to talk about this on Monday. I feel disrespected. <laughs> 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 well, you don't value your employees. That's one thing I've learned. Well, no, it's great. It's fine. I'll pay. I'll pay. Look, well, it's not a handicapped spot. Okay, it, maybe it is, but my mom's blind. Just get away from my car. Names. Hey, welcome, welcome back. To, are you ready to start? Welcome are, back. Are to you the ready pod- to start? Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. It's uh, the official podcast of guys who look like Kumail Nanjiani. We're both. Sitting here, jacked out of our minds, wearing Kanye West face masks, and we're ready to record a damn episode. Me and Brad look like Kumel Nanjiani in two different stages of his career. I am shredded and jacked. And he I am Indian. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Welcome to the show, baby. What movie are we watching this week? <laughs> this week we did Friday the 13th. Uh, what do you think it is? A classic? Yeah, I mean, it's this one's a weird one because, like, when you think of Friday the Thirteenth, I feel, and like most people, I feel like this is not the movie you're thinking of. What is what is the movie you're thinking? Friday the when you think of Friday the Thirteenth, you're actually thinking of Friday the Thirteenth two through eight. 
I didn't know they made that many. Of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the first, I did read a lot of. I did some research. I'm back in my uh, research chair. Oh, and uh, Brad's manic, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, no, I'm fired up. And I was reading that. Uh, yeah, they don't like the fans of this film. Don't like this film. No, yeah, they don't. And I mean, I get it because when I first watched it, I was pretty severely disappointed by what it was. And I had also watched this like after I watched all the other tight ass slasher movies. Yeah. Basically, the way we covered them on the show, like I, I saw Nightmare on Elm Street first, I saw Scream first, like all these better movies that kind of took what this one started and elevated it. This one just is like, hey, what if we killed teenagers? Yeah, and they were like, awesome. What if there was a monster killing them? And they were like, we don't need to do that. Well, they said. Um they said this isn't the movie that pioneered the genre. They said this movie is just a ripoff of Halloween. Oh, yeah. Halloween but did pioneer the genre. You know what I was thinking true. is every horror movie is a ripoff of Halloween because that's the scariest day. That's true. Every horror movie is the premise of every horror movie is like, hey, what if it was Halloween? Today? Except for there is one called Black Christmas. And I would say that is a ripoff of Christmas. Yeah. Obviously. And also... Um, What's that one that's called, uh, like, with the animated guys? Nightmare on Christmas Time Street or Na- something? Yeah, yes, Nightmare on Christmas Time Street. <laughs> or Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas Time yeah. Street. So there are two that are ripoffs of Christmas, but the rest <laughs> are ripoffs of Halloween. Um, and also, they were saying that summer camp slasher is, like, a popular trope in horror. It is, but I think that's just because it's so convenient to put everybody out in the forest. With no cell yeah. phone reception and a murderer. It's just like, that writes itself. Yeah, know? fair enough. I just, I don't think I've seen a summer camp slasher before. I mean, there's this one and like, I don't know. I feel like they probably got buried because it's like, why would you watch the others when you could just watch this one? Fair enough. How it different was, could they all uh, uh, be? I guess. It was just surprising to me because like, in my experience, like all my summer camps were hockey related. Yeah. So like we would have just bullied Jason Voorhees <laughs> into killing himself. You would yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would have drowned him again. Yeah, it would have been 29 guys being like, "Yeah, you could kill us, but do you have the balls to shower with Pussy, us?" see all your skin's falling off. I bet you don't have a dick anymore. Yeah, yeah, we would have owned his ass. Yeah. Uh so anyway, just quick little run through this movie Friday the 13th came out in 1980. It was directed by a man named Sean S. Cunningham. And it stars a bunch of guys, including uh, Kevin Bacon, who's the most famous person to be on this movie. Yeah. Now, and I read one review that said Kevin Bacon was wearing uncomfortably tight shorts. So did that... I know stuff like that it affects you and not me. So did that... Was <laughs> yeah, that bothering you? I actually thought this movie was a psychological thriller based on Kevin Spacey's shorts. Kevin Spacey? Or Kevin uh, Bacon's shorts, uh, excuse me. What if that's what Kevin Spacey got canceled for, wearing too tight of shorts? Yeah, and everyone was like, oh, what are you assaulting us? This fucking creep's always wearing spandex. Hey, whoa, me too. Ke- Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you know critics hated this movie? I did, and I truthfully can't blame them at all. Like, this movie is slow. Yeah. And not a lot happens. It's literally just horny teenagers intermittent, like, with murder dispersed in through it like this movie is just uh american pie if there was also a serial killer on the loose fair enough this but is also, band camp if there was a serial killer on the loose it's weird because critics like hated it and then most of the like audience reviews are pretty like they're not bad they're not good either but they're not like bad reviews and i mean like that's that's what i think this movie deserves like aspects of it are kind of fun it's funny to me like i the first time I watched it, when I was expecting like a serious good horror movie that was going to scare me, I didn't get that, and I was kind of pissed off. But the second time I watched it uh, for the show, kind of knowing what it was uh, going into it, I was able to enjoy it a lot more. Mm-hmm. And just the idea of a bunch of fucking kids going out to a a, a, um, a a camp in the middle of nowhere that everyone the whole movie tells them is haunted. Yeah. A guy tells them... He pops out of a closet at one point in this movie, <laughs> and it's never addressed afterwards again. He pops out of a closet, and what does he say? He says, oh, uh, there's a death curse on this camp. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, that was super weird. Anyway, you want to go do archery? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's all these kids ignoring that the whole time, and that's so funny. And then also, my favorite, personally, my favorite part of this movie was 
how long it took for the kids to notice that anyone was getting murdered. Yes, I love that. They kept missing the screams because they were just like so horny. Yeah, they were all so horny or it was raining or like they were just not, they were just doing other stuff. It's like, you know when you're like in the middle of fucking and you knock like a glass of wine off your bedside table? Or sorry, I would. I'm the one who did that because I'm a cool pimp and shit. <laughs> you but, drink wine when you, <laughs> yeah, dude. Bra- Brad pours a bottle of wine and then they uh, have sex on his pile of dirty laundry. And he I calls drink, a bed, and then I drink both the magic bullet glasses <laughs> full of wine after you leave because it was only a symbolic gesture. <laughs> but I'm classy. I pour wine barefoot Moscato, baby. But. Yeah, it's like you know, like you knock something over, and you're just like, ah, I'll handle that later. Yeah, and then yeah. later it's just like fucked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you just have fruit flies for like oh, months now. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, my favorite uh, part of people warning them was uh, this girl like was hitching a ride. She was hitchhiking, as yeah. you might yes. call it. Yep. And uh, the driver says, oh, Camp Crystal Lake is jinxed. Everybody dies there. And he, like, lists off a bunch of years. Which is, like, jinxed is the cutest way you could warn someone about a brutal serial killer. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Something's a little hinky out there. Something's off. But also, like, this driver should have known that she wouldn't give a shit. Because, like, if you're scared of getting murdered, you probably wouldn't be hitchhiking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everyone was getting hitchhiking or hiking in this movie. And I liked that... Of the two people who hitchhiked, uh, one got murdered, one made it there safely. I think that accurately represents the success ratio for hitchhikers. Yeah, I guess. 50-50. It just seems like, yeah. You get murdered or you don't. Those are the like two these options. people wanted to die. Yes. Like, they're all like, hey, uh, like it's more scary to me to be like, uh, I know there's been a bunch of deaths at this uh, camp, but also can you drive me there through the dead of night on some lonely country roads? Please, mister. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it it rocks. Well, I also like how after uh, he was like, "Yeah, everyone who goes there gets murdered," and she's like, "You say, so, Mister, you're an American original. <laughs> you're American classic. You know how to tell a tall tale. I'm gonna call you Pinocchio. <laughs> you're you're like Davy Crockett over here. You're, yeah. you're an American original, George Washington. They're so chill about being warned. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's um, just so cocky. Yeah. Did you ever go to a summer camp? Um. I never went to like a full like summer camp over the summer, but I did go to uh, camps for uh, like school trips. Like when we were in grade six and grade nine, we all went on a big class field trip to a summer camp, and it was the best. It was so sick. Did you go on any? Uh, well, I only I only did hockey camps, but like we also did a day trip to a camp one time. But my sister was big into summer camps. She would go to the like God camps, yeah, where the they're, they're like doing a bunch of fun activities. But then that's just to like trick you into thinking that God's also those. Fun. Those are the ones we went to too, and they're so wild to just like do like kayaking and then like be like, okay, and we're all gonna pray to God, thank him for how fun this lake is. Yeah, they're like, oh, that was such a good time. Uh, you know why it was such a good time? Because our Lord God in heaven didn't send any demons to kill us. Yeah, no, yeah, because the <laughs> Lord God didn't will any of you to drown today. <laughs> yeah, my sister went to this one camp, and she told me a story where, uh, like, at the end of the camp, they would have this big fire where they would, like, hang out and roast marshmallows. And uh, before you were allowed to roast a marshmallow, you had to swear an oath to Jesus Christ. Jesus. To be loyal to him. They were, they were really bending you over. For a bear. Yeah, it was like court, one. like you had to swear to God. But then, so if you didn't choose to swear an oath to Jesus Christ, you uh, weren't allowed to roast marshmallows at the fire. You had to go clean the bathrooms. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Really making an easy decision for you here. <laughs> yeah, so it's like everybody just lied to God, which makes you guys the sinners. Yeah, you exactly. Made ev- you made everyone lie to the Lord. But also, like, that's kind of quaint, you know, swearing an oath. I feel like nobody swears oaths anymore. Dude, you weren't raised Catholic, were you? No. I was swearing oaths left and right when I was growing up, dude. (laughs) When I turned, when I was in grade six, you had to get confirmed. You had to go through like a bunch of uh, like classes at the church to swear your final oath to God. And you know what they called it? What? Becoming a soldier of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> gave, At 12 years old, you have to be like, I guess I'm ready to die for God. They gave everybody a bunch of swords and they were like, go kill all the European Jews in 1400. Yeah, yeah, That's exactly. That's a crusades joke. Yeah, they were like, 
See what's popping in the Middle East. Yeah. I, I, if you're really a soldier of Christ. They're like, listen, the Ottoman Empire has been raising a lot of hell lately. We're taking back Israel. <laughs> <laughs> I think Israel's responsible for the downfall of Catholicism in the United States. Yeah. Because how are you going to take back Israel if you're, uh, you're, they're your friends over there? Consider that. You know what I'm saying? Free Palestine. Yeah, we need a little bit more anti-Semitism. <laughs> or we need a free Palestine and then take it over. <laughs> um, yeah, man. But yeah, um, my camp was fire. Because I also went to uh, like a religious camp uh, for like my class trips. And on uh, in our grade six one, we, uh, I, I did this story on stage one time for, my, uh, for telling secrets. But we convinced a kid that the camp was haunted. Oh. That his cabin was haunted. How'd you do it? Because I feel like a lot of the people in this movie could take some notes. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this was, this was like a long con. It was very spur of the moment, but it, it it was like hours of effort. We were playing like field games one day. They just like gave us a compass and a bunch of like locations, and then they we had to go find the location. So basically, we were unsupervised around the whole camp. Yeah. So uh, a couple of kids broke into this other kid Kurt uh, Kurt's ca- uh, cabin. It was. It wasn't really a cab. It was like a trailer that was divided into four rooms yeah. with bunk beds in each one. So we went up to the, his room, and the screen screen on the window was broken. So you could just like push your hands up against the glass and like open it, Damn. like push it open. And so uh, every uh, kids climbed in and just like ripped everything apart, like uh, dumped all his like uh, luggage and stuff everywhere, like ripped all the mattresses off the uh, off the beds, and then like left. And Did then, he have anything embarrassing in his luggage? It was always funny when you'd go to like a sleepover camp and that kid would be like trying to sneak a teddy bear. That's so f- Yeah, no, <laughs> he didn't have any of that, which like, thank God he really dodged it because he d- seemed like the type of dude who would. Yeah. Like this guy always got riled up. Looking back on it, he definitely like had something going on with him, but I'd always fuck with him in class too. Like I'd do this game where I'd be like, Kurt, and he'd be like, who said that? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's saying my name. <laughs> and just like lose it and he'd have to like go outside and oh man, it was yeah. insane. You just bullied a kid with a disability, man. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I did it again at camp and a uh, bunch of, but everyone like ripped apart his bed. I, I wasn't doing it. I just knew what was going on, but they ripped apart his room. And then I was staying in the same cabin as him, but in like a different room. And uh, he, like, went in, uh, like, I saw him walk past my window. He, like, opens his door and then sprints back crying. Mm-hmm. And he's, uh, like, sobbing to, te- to a teacher. He's like, I walked into my cabin and uh, everything was ripped apart. And then I saw someone or something. I remember ex- he said that exactly. I saw someone or something sitting in the corner at a glowing red eyes. Man, it sounds like he was in on it. Exactly, dude. <laughs> it sounds like he was pranking himself. Like, well, because we... We were just like, yeah, we're gonna fuck up his cabin. We had no, we the ghost thing was like not that did not even cross our minds that we're gonna convince him that the place is haunted. He just sort of convinced himself. We you did our prank, just trying to be mean. He just he yes and did our prank. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We we like he's like, oh, you messed up my uh, my cabin. Yes, and it's also haunted. <laughs> yes, and there's demons. And then this other girl, like Natalie, who was friends with Kurt and also was like the girl at our school who said she could read minds and stuff like that. Damn, I miss those girls. Uh, she was like, yeah, I uh, I saw a demon running across the roof. <laughs> Just like threw that in. And like because we went to Catholic school, like about a third of the teachers did believe in demons. <laughs> and she just like got lucky. And the teacher was like, all right, th- we're this isn't safe. We're, we're going. Everyone, everyone, back on the bus, <laughs> and starts like filing us up to leave. And then another one of the like the you know smarter teachers is like, "We're not leaving because Kurt thought he saw a ghost." <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. If the hiring process of Catholic schools worked perfectly, <laughs> then you would have just went home. Yeah, everyone would have believed in demons if Catholic schools were functioning. It was just as like intended. a rare secular teacher that made it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but the the best part of that whole thing too was that because w- it was four rooms per trailer, there was a breaker switch for all the rooms in one of the small in one of the rooms. That room happened to be our room, so all night we were just turning his <laughs> lights on and off, on and off. It was the greatest. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, that was that. Convinced Kurt that his cabin was haunted. 
Did he just stay for the whole like weekend? He well, yeah, leave. everyone stopped taking him seriously. So yeah, he just like white knuckled it. I ended up, <laughs> I ended up finding out later that uh, him and because uh, a friend of mine or a guy who I became friends with like later in high school was in Kurt's cabin that night. Yeah, and he was telling me that Kurt and this other kid who was way more fucked up than him <laughs> were having like they were literally just beaten off in their uh, in their bunks like a lot of the night. So the ghost stuff really, you know, yeah, it takes a back seat. It takes a backseat to the horniness of a 12-year-old. That's a great allegory for this movie. It really does, dude. It, that's exactly what this movie's about. Kids being too horny. Because, yeah, like, have you ever noticed that in the older horror movies, it's always about, like, it starts out with, like, a young like young love. It's always about two, like, teens being horny yeah, yeah. for each other. And then, like, because, like, I think they were trying to scare everyone into staying virgins. Like, I think the subliminal messaging was, like, if you fuck, then uh, that's the devil himself is going to kill you. That's, with like, knife. the idea in all of these movies, I yeah. feel. But then nowadays, like, you ever notice that modern horror movies are always about, like, a an older couple trapped in a loveless marriage and they have a kid? Like, the kid gets possessed? That's what Oh, every shit, you're right. That's insidious. Now. That's, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't you think what do you think that. that is? You think that's just like all these people like trying to like live their lives off the lessons they've learned from horror movies in the 80s and then <laughs> yeah. they they become 40 and they're like, "Oh fuck, me and my husband, we've done all the right things. We never have sex. We hate each other. And now what? I'm miserable? What the <laughs> fuck?" <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think the Illuminati realized that they can't make us not fuck when we're young, so they're like, "Well, you're not fucking when you're old." They, we should get some sex positive slasher movies. Like, uh, so l- let me pitch you this. It's basically the exact same as this movie, except for it's like at a suburban house. It's a, it's a house party. It's a house party uh, in, you know, whatever. It, when, when you're in high school. Yeah. Everyone's underage drinking. Everyone's fucked up. It, it's like a whole, the whole school's there. There's cool guys. There's nerds. We're all, everyone's getting hammered. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a couple of cool guys and their girlfriends break off to a different room. They all fuck. While they're fucking, all the, everyone else gets murdered. They get killed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then only the, <laughs> only the guys who got pussy survived. How about That's that? A, <laughs> that's a great horror movie, dude. What if it only killed the virgins? Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, and it was like... The serial killer comes in and, and he, he's just... I don't know. He's like, what do boobs feel like? And then if they don't know, <laughs> then they get killed. <laughs> <laughs> that would be sick. How do you finger? And if it's whack, then just... <laughs> head's gone finger? yeah do you remember kids explaining to you how to finger before anyone had fingered i only had people explain to me how to finger when i started doing stand-up comedy <laughs> 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 yeah i've only had like 30 year olds you're 19 and some guy twice your age is like let me show you a trick yeah you look like you've been curious i know yeah. that you've been sitting silently at a bar so i'm gonna i'm gonna answer the question you were too afraid to ask man it I thought it was like a universal experience of growing up where all your friends would try to prove to each other that they had fucked. But like the more I bring that up to people, the more I find out it was only me and that's my boys. just you. Yeah, it was just me and my boys. No, there was like a couple guys who I did know fucked at like my junior high. And then in our high school, like everyone started fucking. It was crazy. For some reason, in grade six, me and my dogs all started. Me and my hounds uh, all started doing this thing where, like, every guy would be like, "Yeah, it feels like the inside of a cheek." Yeah, yeah, I read that <laughs> online too. It's so funny to just drop on people. Like, yeah, I, this is something I noticed. And then we'd all be like in the playground at recess, like fingering our own cheeks, <laughs> <laughs> just being like, "Oh yeah, I can see that. I can see how that feels like a pussy." Because I felt a pussy. I just haven't felt the inside of my cheek before (laughs) (laughs) i think i actually said that Uh, one Um, review in this uh of this movie they said it it's gratuitous that there was female moaning during a sex scene you're right that is very unrealistic well it's just it's a very funny way to admit that you fuck bad <laughs> yeah. like, what's all this fucking sound for <laughs> is she getting something out of this this is disgusting what is she coming ew it's like you're not negatively reviewing the movie you're negatively reviewing your own dick game yeah <laughs> Yeah, she should be wincing and nothing, no other sound. Yeah, it's just like a guy being like, I've only heard silence or are we there yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the only things I want to hear. 
Um, this fuck scene. Man, I um one thing I really liked about this movie though is I hate camp counselors. I've hated every camp counselor I've ever had. Yeah. I do think they should all be murdered. That's a good point. And I like that they carried <laughs> through in this one. Well, this movie made me glad I never went to camp because like like how fucked up is it to learn like as an adult that all those counselors were just fucking every time you couldn't see them. I mean, I think it's sick that they were, but also I don't even know if the ones that I had were. Because they all seemed so lame. Well, yeah, they seemed lame to you because they wouldn't let you, like, you know, break into whatever. and Be sick and rad all the time. Throw rocks at the girl's cabin window or whatever. Yeah. But, like, in their spare time, they were, like, getting horned. Yeah. They were playing strip monopoly. Speaking of throwing rocks, that reminded me of the other time at camp, the other <laughs> hardest time I've ever laughed. Uh, when we were, uh, so at our grade grade uh, nine camp, we were having marshmallows. We didn't have to pray to eat them. They just handed them right out to us because, like, we were already confirmed. We were also soldiers of Christ at that point. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you would use your swords to roast them. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they gave us marshmallows, and it was, like, pitch black outside, and we all we just, like, picked all of us collectively. Like, we didn't even say, but we all knew, like, we're all going to throw these at Marjorie. <laughs> and, and, like, in the dead of night, this we just pelted this girl with uh, marshmallows all while we were sitting around the all the campfire. And it's she, kind of a respectful way of bullying. Like, at least it's soft. It was, it was just so funny because, like, it didn't hurt. It was just that she couldn't figure out who was doing it and had no idea like where what direction it was coming from <laughs> man in elementary school we used to do this thing there was like a bunch of dog shit near this like because uh, our like field thing was surrounded by houses yeah people would walk their dogs in the field and there was just like a bunch of dog shit in there <laughs> nice <laughs> and, uh, we would do this bit where we would th- whip dog shit at like just we'd pick a guy for the day to whip dog shit at. And we'd always just be like, we fucking owned his ass. But then, like, we'd go back to school and all our hands would just reek like dog shit. Like, it's a real kamikaze type oh, attack. Oh, man, that's a classic self-prank. It's a real dude. suicide bomb-esque mission. <laughs> no one comes out ahead. Yeah. Uh, another good prank from this movie was, uh, uh, this was early, this was before any of the murdering started. All the camp counselors were romp- just having a little romp out on the lake. And uh, one of them uh, was, like, drowning. So yeah. they all, like, rescued him, pulled him out. The, one of the girls started giving him mouth-to-mouth. And then guess what? Hell he was yeah. fake and started making out with her. And that just yeah. reminded me of when I was, like, 10, just, like, wishing someone would give me mouth-to-mouth. <laughs> <laughs> just praying I'd pass out and I'd wake up. And a beautiful lady was kissing me. Yeah. I never had that dream, but uh, that reminds me of, like, a... Uh, it reminds me of like watching those YouTube pranks where they would like trick girls into kissing them. They'd yeah, be like give me a kiss on the cheek, and then they'd swing their mouth at them. Like, yeah, so yeah, much. yeah. That stuff's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you can't get away with that in today's PC. Era. I, I I really do love that. That was just a genre where kids would watch it just to get horny. Yeah, could you imagine? That's so genius. Just capitalizing on the horniness of grade eights. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like people shit on that genre of YouTube. Uh, but like, goddamn, were they ever on to something? Yeah. No. Nowadays, what do they have to do? They have to make anime porn. <laughs> yeah. That's do you know how much harder that is? <laughs> a lot more work. You have to learn to draw. You have to learn to animate. Back in the day, you used to just hire some lady off Craigslist and be like, pretend you don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me kiss you for it's for a role. Hey, you know what made me mad about this movie is none of the murders look good. None of the murder, yeah, none of the murders were really anything to write home about. There was, like, because they were pretty bare bones. Like it was, I think the first one, uh, a lady just got her throat slit. Yeah, and then there was the. I, I will say the arrow through the chest was like that made me uncomfortable. Yeah, didn't like looking at it. I thought that one was the coolest one of all the lame murders, but it's like a. Like it, it would always cut away, right? Except for with the arrow one. But for every other murder, it would just cut away to something, yeah. and then cut back, and they'd be dead. It's like, as far as I can tell, like the soundtrack is the only thing that's supposed to scare you in this. Movie. It really is. Like every time that there's a fright, there's just like a violin scratch or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, in in this movie's defense, it was crazy low budget. Um, so that was why that was how that was. But also, uh, step your game up. Yeah, because like if, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street came out four years after this and th- it had probably some of the best murders I've ever seen on screen. Yeah, it had great murders. 
That's top, what I'm saying. Top quality murders. No cutaways. None. Yeah. They showed it. But uh, there was one murder in this that really was making me laugh. Yeah. Um. So again, they don't they don't show it, but it's uh, it was uh, Bill's uh, death. I don't I don't know he was no he wasn't Kevin Bacon's character, but he was like the uh, boyfriend of the girl who survives the longest in this movie. Absolutely. Um. And so I think it, it was like right at the end. It might have even been like the last murder before the end. And uh, he he was like going around looking in the rain for something. He disappears for a while. She finds him. Uh, his body in a shed he opens or she opens the shed and his throat slit and he has two arrows in his head yeah that was sick but like that was sick but then i started thinking about logistically (laughs) that's such a funny way to kill somebody like you slit their throat they're dead and now you you get a bow (laughs) 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 and you line up probably point blank and you line up just let one go in their head and you're like i'm still pissed off And you go and get another arrow <laughs> and just fucking get him one more time. Like, yeah. come on, dude. I and mean, they have scenes like that in movies all the time where, but it's just with guns. Well, yeah. You'll shoot a guy and then you'll walk up and shoot him. Bow, again. bow, bow. And like, I could see that with a gun. Like, that's a very low effort. Some, you know. Yeah. I get it. But, but this, to, to kill somebody fully and being like, now I'm going to get a bow <laughs> it's just like that's a lot it's also dude like you already had the bow you couldn't have killed him long range yeah like, exactly you, you wasted so much time sneaking up on him or yeah exactly because like she, she the throat slit had to come first you got shot in the head twice like you're not surviving that yeah there was no well, need. It, wouldn't it be funnier if he shot him in the head twice and then slit his throat that would be pretty good <laughs> and he's, you could never be too careful <laughs> yeah I don't want this guy to come back as a zombie. <laughs> it's known that at this camp, people come back from the dead that and start killing <laughs> <Yeah>. people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just playing it safe. Yeah. Um, also, about that drowning scene where he uh, gets the mouth to mouth. You know what's crazy is how similar boy and girl bathing suits used to be. I wasn't paying attention to that. Where the boy, did the boys were co- were they covering their tops too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they were like every guy bathing suit used to just be bikini bottoms. They just wouldn't wear the top part. Yeah, shorts were like so uh, tight and high in the eighties. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah, it looks like there must have been so much dick slip. Probably, I mean, for me, it would be insane because of how long my dick and balls are. Yeah, for me, it would have been insane because how much girth my dick and balls have. Mm, I see. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that stuff was very funny. Also, uh, going back to... yeah, actually, yeah. Do you you think that, like, the guy who made this might have had a thing? Maybe a little thing for the fellas? Because during the one sex scene in this movie, you could kind of, you could kind of see the girl's boob a little bit, but there was a full zoom in shot of the girl grabbing this guy's ass, <laughs> like a full that. a full shot where the ass is the only thing in frame for like a minute. Well, what's I going mean, on there? There be is nothing... this movie way more modern than everyone gives it credit for? Perhaps there'd be nothing wrong with that. You're saying it like you uh, disapprove. No, I'm saying I'm, I'm You're just saying it like you uh, you have a bit of a phobia. I'm going saying on like it's there. unusual for the '80s during well, a time where they had to write in sex scenes uh, as per um, the production company's instructions. Well, unlike you, I think people have been gay for all of time. I don't think it's a recent phenomenon. I think that was normal. In I think the it 80s. just came out in the '90s. A lot of people were doing it since the dawn of time. Even the Greeks, they were yeah. sucking each other. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fine. This is the dawn of Western civilization. <laughs> this is yeah. the dawn of dawn of democracy. Fifty-one percent of the people said, "Yeah, I want to suck a guy's dick." <laughs> <laughs> they invented voting, and then the first thing they voted on was if it, you can, can we suck get guys fucked off. in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first so we're gonna do the president later, but we got something to address. First order of business. <laughs> Can we uh, kiss guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I would vote yes. I mean, I wouldn't do it, obviously, because I, you know, always <laughs> fucking hose. But I would vote for other guys to be able to. But yeah, I thought hey, that gratuitous racism in this movie. You know what I mean? The headdress scene. What do you think about that? Where uh, I think Kevin Bacon had the uh, 
feather on his head? Yeah, I think this movie uh, invented being anti-cop because the cop comes up and he harasses the man with the headdress on. And, that's uh, fucked up. That was fucked up, I thought. I thought, if, hey, if a man has a headdress, maybe that's part of his culture. Yeah, maybe you should show him a little bit of respect. But also, he was a white guy, so maybe the cop knew that. Well, maybe it was maybe it was, he was being fucked up. He could have been Métis. Could have been. I don't think they had that <laughs> in this time. But uh, <laughs> you don't think they had being Métis in the eighties? In whatever Damn, Camp dude. Crystal Lake, you're really coming out as problematic on this. Yeah, episode. you're really painting me in a bad light <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> but here, let me redeem myself uh, with a very woke take on uh, this camp's death curse. Okay, I feel like um, this. <clears throat> I think it was good that they only killed white people. Yeah, no, I thought that was good too. Because yeah, that that was why that scene didn't bother me because I knew that guy <laughs> was going to get his pretty soon. <laughs> I knew that he was going to get an arrow through the chest. Um, but yeah, no, uh, so, so I feel like this movie is like, it's, it's an excellent allegory for a capitalism and what isn't on this podcast at all is, uh, but I mean like, it's just, you know, it's, everyone knows that this movie or this uh, camp is fucked. It has a death curse on it as we've established. Um, and, but everyone's like, still like, yeah, I want to have a summer job. I would like to make money. I would like to do camp. Damn, son. And that's like going to the mines. Yeah, and so they all go out there knowing that it's fucked. And that, so that's kind of like how uh, Alberta's economy is based around oil. O- oil also has a death curse on it. God <laughs> damn, bitch. I didn't even think of that. Yep. That's crazy. So this movie's woke as hell. That's a bar. Yeah, this movie <laughs> invented being uh, pro-climate. Yeah, yeah. That was that's what Freddie is actually just, or Jason is actually just the climate. <laughs> Jason in this movie is an allegory for the climate crisis. Yeah, he's Mother Nature. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, Jason is Gaia. <laughs> You're not gonna hear that fucking shit on any other movie podcast. <laughs> Listen, people always say, "Why'd you start a movie podcast?" There's millions of movie podcasts. Well, maybe it's because we're fucking smarter than. Yeah, everybody. we heard them all. We were like, "These suck." And then we were, yeah, <laughs> fuck these podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, also, uh, to go back to, uh, uh, how, how it, it, it takes the kids so long to notice anybody. I feel like that's like, a um, yeah, sorry. It takes, it takes forever for the, the, the kids in this movie to notice that all their friends are dying. Yeah. I feel like that's a very boomery take on like, uh, these kids are so fucking, they're only paying attention to themselves. Ah, da, da, ba, da, ba, da. You know, like if, if this movie got remade now, they would all just be like, watching tiktok videos while their friends got like murdered but they'd be like hey why does why hasn't chris tweeted in an hour yeah it'd be something's wrong it'd be exactly like that i think something's wrong chris hasn't posted that he uh uh, something like uh chris hasn't trauma dumped on the timeline for one full hour let's go check his room yeah 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 nobody (laughs) loved my post what's going on here Where is everyone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also feel like that's a it's an allegory for the Vietnam War. How? Because it took them a while to realize it was fucked up. You're right. That's exactly <laughs> what this was. Also, the Iraq War. Yeah. Every war. Yeah, every war America's in. Weird. After World War II, where you're like, oh, we're not kicking ass anymore, huh? What? what? Yeah. But um. Anyway. Yeah, no, that was that was uh, funny to see. So I like that every generation doesn't respect the subsequent generation. Yeah, I can't wait. That's to cool see, to see. Like, wh- I wonder how our generation's gonna finagle away into thinking the next one is pussies. Well, dude, I we just do get more like uh, we do get more pussyish as we go on. Well, absolutely, but it's 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 also just funny to see like the difference between like er- or like late Gen Zs versus early Gen Zs. Like, we're both pretty early Gen Zs, and so, like, I'm able to go back and look at, like, current Gen Zs and be like, all these fucking iPad kids hunched over, their peanut butter hands ruining this fucking technology. They're going to be so fucked up. Meanwhile, like, and I, the only reason I feel better than them is because I was just an iPod kid. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I just had a smaller screen, and I'm like, that makes me more cultured. (laughs) That makes me more in tune with the real world. It is funny how, like... It moves so fast now. Like, people who are still Gen Z but are, like, three years younger than me. I just, like, I don't get it. No, me neither. I'm, like, complete. I I have no relationship to anyone, like, past under 20. Now. They're all, like, wearing chain wallets, and I'm like, cuff your fucking pants, yeah. pussy. Yeah. <laughs> Those should be tighter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they all wear loose pants now. Like, when did that happen, dude? We... 
I we stopped wearing bootcut jeans and then they immediately started again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, it's fucking. These kids are wild. But yeah, I can't wait to have a son and I like. I just want to see what they're wearing. Like overalls, they're all open carrying guns. I'm yeah, like, that's yeah. something a coward would do. What oh, are you man. scared to fight? You're right. That is going to be the next thing. All these fucking leftist kids are going to get real into their Second Amendment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they're like, I'll use the Second Amendment to kill you if you use the First Amendment. Yeah, look, you better use my. You can't. I'm doing a gun hand right now, yeah. and I'm like, you better use my fucking pronouns. Yeah, every uh, late Gen Z guy is like, uh, if you make a joke about being gay, I'll shoot you with a Remington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I loved how clueless and dumb the kids were in this movie. There was a scene that it killed me. It made me laugh so hard. Where uh, this was still like. About half the friends had been murdered at this point. Still, no one has noticed, um, which rocks. And uh, very funny. And uh, the the main girl opens. She like pulls the covers off a of bed and sees a bloody axe in there, and she's like, "What's going on?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like she still doesn't know what's like. I feel like the killer thought she would have noticed some of her friends had died, yeah. and like she would have gotten that message, but she didn't. She's just like. <laughs> Who put this axe here? <laughs> She's like, I've been pranked at camp. Yeah. They're trying to make me think there's a demon running. Uh, this goes in the shed, actually. Well, that's you caused that because you were the boy who cried demon. So now, <laughs> yeah. in this movie, everybody was like, well, demons aren't real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, this movie was just it was obviously written by a guy who like hated kids, but didn't understand them at all. Because, yeah. Because like who plays strip monopoly? Like that's the most complicated strip game. Yeah. When do you strip? <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like, you can go down and then come back up in Monopoly. Like, you can lose money and yeah. then make more. So <laughs> like, it's like, do you put your clothes back on? What I'm imagining is just, like, <laughs> everyone naked while one guy is wearing all their clothes. Yeah. <laughs> He's got, like, ten bras on, like, eight shirts, just, like, pants on either arm, just being like, yeah, you actually you landed on my hotel. Yeah. Give me all your socks. It's got to mean something cuz like I don't think anyone was playing strip monopoly. You're right, dude. It didn't even, the strip monopoly thing didn't even occur to me. That's insane. <laughs> Just like stacking hats on top of his head. And he's like, "I do feel like a winner right now." Not giving all the clothes back later. <laughs> but yeah, that's got to be an allegory for something that we missed because oh, like man. there's no way that People were just playing. Rip Monopoly is amazing. Yeah, that went over my head. Thank you for noticing that. <laughs> Do you think there's other board games you can play horny versions of though? Like, is there Strip Risk? Strip Risk would be tight. Strip Scrabble. Strip Scrabble. Yeah, I feel like that one would be complicated when you get in like triple words. That's what and everything nerds like play. That. Yeah, yeah. If I'm playing Strip Scrabble, I don't want you to take your clothes off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're never gonna play Scrabble with a guy who you want to strip. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, Strip Sorry would be pretty good. Yeah, because then I can take off all my clothes and be like, "Oh, sorry." I can take off all my clothes and be like, "You're welcome." <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, strip trouble take off all my clothes and be like you're in trouble yeah you're gonna get in trouble for making me take off all my clothes that's problematic in these times (laughs) um do do we have anything else to say for the meat of the movie or should we get into the big big twist at the end um hold on I think um yeah I got nothing else okay so, so what do you think of the big twist in this movie? If you, this is the one time we're ever gonna do this on the show. But spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jason Voorhees, the famous uh, serial killer of the Friday the Thirteenth uh, franchise, is not in this movie. Yeah, which I did not know the first time I watched it. I was pissed. Now, this is a movie with like seven big twists at the end because you're expecting Jason Voorhees to be the guy. And the twist is that it's not him, it's his mom. Yeah. And then the twist after that, that it is his mom, is that it's him possessing his mom. But then the twist after that, 
when she's in the river is that it's actually him still. Yeah, and then the twist <laughs> after that is that it was all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that 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 end was just insane, but let, let's talk about it being Jason Voorhees' mom, because I, I love the idea of just, like, some guy's bitch mom being the serial killer. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> like, just some fucking, like, just, the, like, the definition of a Karen, like, just a real awful woman. This movie invented being a Karen. It totally did. Well, it's, it's like this... This awful woman who's just like, well, well, I don't think it's fair that your children get to live. (laughs) (laughs) My Jason passed away. I think it's only right that uh, you all die. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but also like killing the entire staff of a business just because you have a personal grievance with it. Like, that's very cool. That is also way more effective than a boycott. Oh, totally. And it's also like what my mom would do if the law didn't (laughs) ever stop her. (laughs) Like, there's a pizza hut by my house that my mom totally would have murdered everybody involved. They they don't spread the toppings out at all. It drives her insane. Damn, so they just put them all in the middle? All in the middle. That would drive me insane. Yeah, no, my mom got pissed off. She, like, tried to take it all the way to the top of Pizza Hut one time. My dad equally is uh, malicious. There's a restaurant by your house, Sorrentino's. Yep. Uh, I've been there. It's nice. Yeah, he uh, a waiter was rude to him 20 years ago. He's never been back. My <laughs> dad did that at Denny's. <laughs> Denny's. <laughs> yeah, we went to Denny's one time when we were kids, and uh, they, it was like really slow because it was busy. My dad fucking lost his shit on the waiter, and they gave him like a $100 gift card to come back. Holy and he's fuck. like, I'm never fucking coming back, but he still took the gift card. <laughs> <laughs> he probably still has that gift card in his fucking overflowing man wallet. But so yeah, I think all of our parents are the types to start serial killing employees if their kids were to die. Yeah, that's just so cool. They all have a, have it in us. Like, we're such pussies now. We're like, uh, don't buy anything off Amazon because they have child slaves. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, if someone took me into slavery, my mom would not boycott anything. She would get an AK. Yeah, exactly. My mom, my mom would go would be, crazy. My mom would become Rambo. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know those guys who are like, yeah, if you want to put in the Iraq war, just give me an AK, put me in, in Iraq. I'll handle it. Which also I feel like that for me, but I'd be well. On, real, more realistically, if you Iraq. if you want to end the Iraq or the Afghanistan war, or whatever, put me in Afghanistan with no weapons, then put my mom in Afghan, put me in the hands of the Taliban, then put my mom in Afghanistan. <laughs> She'll handle it, dude. Brother, if you want to end the Iraq war, you put me in a military base with a gun. Yeah, so I'm gonna join ISIS, I'll, and then my mom's gonna come and get me. I'll kill every American soldier. <laughs> Uh, yeah i I think this is like the biggest cliffhanger movie that we've ever it was a big cliffhanger but i also just want to talk about uh before that uh how jason died oh yeah you caught that he drowned he drowned while the camp counselors were all having sex with each other (laughs) (laughs) i missed that part yeah she she specifically said that they were all they were all making out they were fucking and then her boy died. They were all too busy having sex to notice Jason was drowning. Uh, yeah. And then he also slips she also slips in that he wasn't a strong swimmer. So it's like this is all your fault actually. Yeah. If you can't swim, don't fuck around in the lake. Jason died cuz you didn't get him swimming lessons. Yeah, Jason died cuz you cuz yeah, cuz you didn't think you needed a life vest. Yeah. Mrs. You know, Voorhees. You know what? Everybody could be fucking while I'm swimming and I would be fine. Yeah. I got water wings. Yeah, if everyone was fucking while I was swimming, I'd just like swim out and go fuck. With it's them, also like, what, what did I you would not do? buy him a life jacket? Yeah, exactly. Like these, your camp boy. Camp- wouldn't, it sounds like you didn't want your son very much. <laughs> yeah, just sending him off to a camp with a leg. You know he can't swim. You're like, also, you don't need a life jacket. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like all these counselors. They're using condoms. They're being safe. Yeah, you're the only one who didn't. Uh, you know. So I think that's on him or on her. Uh, maybe that's why she feels bad about because that's like total total that's like that total care and energy mm. is like you know fucking up not wanting to admit that you fucked up so putting your mistake on everybody else to deal with now yeah this movie really did predict that yeah and like they just they also just nailed that horrible mom attitude so badly like mrs Voorhees in this movie reminds me of every single person at red robin who sent back a burger that you made 
Yeah, those people were wrong for doing <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, just like smug and like also I hate them. Like you're right, but I hate you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's also like how did she know that the counselors were fucking? Yeah, great question. Like you, you must think... have been at the camp. It's Yeah, it sounds like she was either watching them fuck or she just put that on them. She's like, I was letting every camp counselor run a train on me and they didn't notice that my son was dying. Yeah, how did I know they were fucking? I was the one getting fucked. <laughs> now, there's a twist ending. That's a beautiful twist. I wouldn't have seen that coming. But yeah, so th- this movie is like one of the one of the best followed by one of the worst twist endings. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because the the twist of uh, killing Mrs. Voorhees, chopping off her head, that's sick. Mm-hmm. And then uh, going out into the lake, you think that she's safe. She's about to be rescued by the cops when all of a sudden Jason Voorhees pops out of the lake, pulls her in. The movie should have ended right there. Yeah. That would have been amazing. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't. She wakes up in the hospital and it was like all a dream or something like that. No, it wasn't all a dream. She just wakes up in the hospital because they pulled her out of the lake. Oh, I see. I see. But they were like, we couldn't find Jason in the lake. Oh, and she was like, yes, yeah, so that means he's still out there. Yeah, that's a fucking cliffhanger. But also, it's like, so this mom like was at the camp, and her son was also at the camp. So it's like, why don't you just spend quality time with your son? Why you gotta like, you don't have to go around murdering folks. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna be better off in the long run if you just raise him <laughs> instead of going to fucking the camp counselors and being like. I'm going to kill you. Well, lady like this, I mean, she's just pissed off that her son's a zombie now. Like, she doesn't want to deal with that aspect of <laughs> yeah. it. She's like, no, he's dead. And he's like, mom, I'm right here. And she's like, no, you're dead. <laughs> get get in the lake. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I feel like, uh, I don't know, this movie, like, predicted bad parenting. Like, that's like an allegory for when, like, your son gets glasses and then you're like, he's ruined. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, something bad happens to your kid. Like, that's like a common thing in movies where, uh, not horror movies, where, like, something bad will, like, traumatize a kid and then they're like, he's ruined now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I love that. Just being like, he's done. He's eight. He's done. He had a good run, but now he's fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. This movie, uh, what did it teach our parents? I mean, I think it, it taught them um, capitalism over everything, profits over over the safety of your camp counselors. Yeah. Um, it taught them uh, that the uh, next generation is a bunch of lazy, horny fucks. Yeah. Bunch of lazy, horny, good-for-nothings. They got no morals. Can't be trusted. They're dirty. I think this movie inspired Hitler. You're right. Like the moral degradation of our society. All they want to do is uh, go to the woods and have sex with each other. I mean, you know why that is. That's what Hitler said. That's not what I would say. It's not what Hitler said, but that is what like every. (laughs) What was that guy who stabbed a bunch of women in Calgary? I don't know. I didn't know there was a guy that did that. Yeah, some guy in Calgary, uh, he went to uh, like some sorority, and he hated women. He was like, yeah, they're all dirty. He like, just saw this movie. Women are not dirty. They're, they they're, always smell good and shit. Yeah, women do smell awesome. But uh, he, he hated women. He's like, oh, they're all, they're all bad. They're all like all the women in this movie. And uh, he, he stabbed him up. So, I mean, Hitler didn't listen to this, but like, a lot of fucking incel mass murderers, I would say, do yeah. have a very have pretty much the exact spirit of the guy who uh, a lot of modern day Hitlers. This. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's giving him a little credit. A lot of modern day Mussolini's. Okay, Th- they're all followers. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's fine. Uh, what else did it teach them? I think it taught our parents that if you ever go to the woods, you should bring a gun. Yeah, yeah. And if you ever go to a town, you should bring a gun. Um, you should open carry. You should have two guns. You should double open carry. Um, taught us not to hitchhike because, yeah, 50-50 chance you're going to die. Yeah, because that used to be huge, like, in movies at least. Older yeah. movies, everyone's always fucking hitchhiking. Nowadays, people look at you like a psycho if you Nowadays, I, I, I know literally one guy, and it, we both know one guy who hitchhikes. Yeah. I've hitchhiked. You have once. hitchhiked once, yeah. yeah. And that was I, I thank God every day that you got out of that alive. Yeah, me too. I was like I was ready to die though, because I was just like if that's the way I go, like that's the funniest way 
for a comedian to die. Yeah, being is hit. on the way to a bad gig. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> having being forced to hitchhike. To oh a man, bad being gig. murdered before you bombed. Wouldn't that be funny? No, I always murder. No, tonight you'd get murdered. Yeah, you wouldn't be the one doing the murdering. They're like, he's not a killer anymore. He's the killed. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, I would love it for somebody to get killed. That's one of good. our friends. Yeah, that'd be cool. Just, just because then pun. I could do so much performative sadness. I, yeah, I could. Oh man, I'd be on Instagram being like, "Damn, I really don't think I should be alone tonight." Here's here's what my friend being killed was like for me, and then I would die. Yeah. <laughs> we all have bits about our friend dying. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you got anything else that taught them? No, I don't. That was mostly it. Oh, I think it taught them to not be horny. Keep yeah. hold that down. Because that's the one thing you have to admit is if nobody had sex, they just played Monopoly, kept all their clothes on. Probably none of this would have happened. That's why every horror movie now is about loveless marriages, because our parents watched this. They learned to never fuck and then they didn't. Yeah. So I don't know what that as, a you know, what those two things are trying to teach us. Is that just like you're fucked? Well, it's just don't even try and learn anything from slasher movies. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to tell me, Brad? <laughs> no, I'm trying to tell you that you're not supposed to have sex. That's what this movie taught you. Okay. But it's funny to me how long they held on. Like, they tried to hold on to the trying to tell everyone that sex is bad for yeah. so long. Do you think... I wonder if a uh, horror movie... Like, because that, that, that definitely did kind of fall out of fashion in horror movies. Do you think that kind of switched when sex ed curriculums generally <laughs> began to change? <laughs> like, because uh, I'd like to see when abstinence-only sex ed came out, or, like, ended versus... I didn't know they were even having abstinence-only sex ed. I thought they just didn't have sex ed until, like, 2008. <laughs> just didn't. They hoped you didn't hear about it? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how they used to treat sex, like, back in the day. They were just like, oh, nobody talk about it ever. Everyone shut up. It's gross. Everyone be horrible at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, how about no one's going to come? That was, that was how they were going to stop. Because started coming in, like, 2013. Yeah, that only came out recently. Yeah. That came out with Twitter. That came out, yeah, during my lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that came out when I like turned like 15. <laughs> was when women started coming. It was right, yeah, right was around at, the time I started fucking. I was at the forefront of, of uh, <laughs> women coming. A lot of people have been calling me asking for interviews because I was the first guy to ever make a woman come. Yeah, they, they call me the Sir Isaac Newton of uh, women coming. Yeah. They're like, Brad, what are your three laws? Because I wasn't even trying to invent it. It just kind of fell on my head one day. Yeah, well, that's good that this riff is at the end of the podcast. <laughs> we can cut that out nicely. Uh, anyway, do you have anything else you want to plug? Um, I don't know. Come to our show. Come to our shows Wednesday. I have a bunch of dates coming up. Hey, I'm at Yuck Yucks on Halloween weekend. Ooh, spooky, spooky. Wouldn't it be thematic of you to come watch me do stand-up comedy when uh, after hearing me do a month of horror movies on the podcast? Yeah, wouldn't that be very spooky scary? Um, come see me at the comic strip uh, November 4th to 6th. I'll be in Grand Prairie Wednesday the 10th with Scott Belford. Um, I will be... Doing uh, the debate show uh, at the comic strip November 17th with Leif Olsen Cormac. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, and then uh, December, I will be in Grand Prairie again with Ryan Short. God December damn. 1st, comic strip. Uh, I will be there December 9th through 12th with Josh Adam Myers. Uh, and then Vancouver, I will be at the House of Comedy the 16th through the 19th with um, Ben Glebe. Well, if you're plugging all these dates, then I'm gonna plug more dates. Yeah, dude, plug some now dates. Now I feel like I'm. Now I feel like a fucking loser who doesn't have dates to plug. Yeah, plug your dates. People okay, want to see you. Here's the thing about me: is uh, uh, the fucking November eighth uh, to tenth. No, November fifth to tenth, I'll be in Victoria doing a bunch of shows. Yo, name the name the place first, and then say the dates and the venue. Uh, it grabs people. I don't want to do that. Okay. Uh, I'll be at the comic strip November 11th 
to 14th, opening for Godfrey. He's very funny. That's right. I opened for him before. No big deal or anything. Sick. I'll be doing uh, this tour thing uh, to say goodbye to my new boss, Juan Forno, who I've signed a contract with. Congratulations. Yeah. And if any listeners you know know how to write contracts i will sign anything you put in front of me uh i'll be doing a yuck yucks thing in fort saskatchewan on the 19th uh i'm gonna do a show at the comics <laughs> i'm just let's plug every date we have yeah every si- every single thing i'm at the comics strip november 30th i'm in fort mcmurray at a casino no uh december 1st uh Let's see. I'm in Lethbridge, December 3rd. Uh, also, December 4th, I'm also in Lethbridge with uh, Celeste Lampa. Um, what else am I doing in December? Oh, maybe I haven't booked past then. Oh, I'm in Camrose, December 17th. Ooh, that's going to be fun. Uh, I'm in... That's it. I'm at my parents' house on Christmas morning. Come hang out. And yeah, that's it. All right. So yeah, come, come to our shows. We're touring. We're out. I'm going to be all over Alberta. Going to be in Vancouver. Going to try and book some more shit around Van- Vancouver and Victoria too. So please come to those. Until then, uh, we love you. Stay safe. Stay sober. Stay sober. Tune in next week for the... Um, is it going to be the conclusion of our Halloween thing? Yeah, it's the ultimate Halloween episode. Ultimate Halloween where episode. Where we don't cover the movie Halloween. Nope. Different movie we're doing. What are we doing? I f- forget. It was tease between it for two. The folks. Huh? Tease it for the listeners. Well, I don't want to tease it because it's in between two well, and I'll decide right before the episode. Yeah, comes but out. tease tease both of them. Hey, okay. It's either going to be. It's like when. You know how girls have two nipples? Oh, you're right. You got to tease both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I didn't say that. Yeah, well. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> stay, stay tuned for a really good final episode. Anyway, we, we love you. Mwah.